Hi, and welcome to the I Meet Hotel podcast with industry updates, expert guests, and musings on what the future of travel and hospitality might look like. Every week, we'll bring you a new topic we find interesting through our work in this business with your host, Kristen Lipinski. We also want to hear from you. If there's something you'd like us to talk about on one of our next episodes, email us at info at imeethotel.com or find us on LinkedIn at imeethotel. Welcome to I Meet Hotel, the podcast. I'm your host, Christian Lipinski. I should also say welcome to 2022. Happy New Year. We hope this year is going to be a good one for you. Uh, it's going to be a good one for us here at I Meet Hotel as we have lots of things planned for you, whether it's our webinars, our content, podcasts, uh, and looking at live events. So subscribe to I Meet Hotel at imeethotel.com to stay up to date on all things hospitality. Now let's move on to today's guest. My guest today is the CEO and founder at iPrac. Chris Mon, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm um, very well. It's an absolute pleasure, Christine. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's absolutely great to have you on. Uh, you were a moderator for our short-term rentals edition, uh, and and you nailed it. You know what you're talking about, and uh, I'm happy to get you on the podcast. So to get started, maybe you can give us a quick overview of your route into the hospitality industry uh, and the short-term rental sector in particular. Yeah, sure. Well, I started in hospitality back when I was 16. I started working in hotels which at the time was Swallow Hotels, which was, which was purchased by Marriott uh, later, later down the line. That was, you know, some 30 years ago. And I started in the health club side. And then from there, I moved over to actual, you know, private health clubs. So I, I became a, a regional director for a private health club chain in the northeast of England. Um, and we grew, that, we grew that kind of brand up to about 112 health clubs around the UK. Um, and then we decided that we would, I would come down to the south of France and kind of look at what opportunities were here. And, and I could see a huge market in the corporate world of short-term rentals. So even though there was, it was quite a saturated market, um, I did believe that there wasn't anybody doing it to the level that I believe was the right level for the, for the, you know, for the, for the clientele that was coming to the south of France and can for the, for the bigger, you know, for the big events. Mm. So, so what we did is we kind of looked at it and thought, right, okay, we're going to build a corporate agency. So that was back in 2000. So that was like 20 years ago, well, 21 now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no <laughs> Time flies. Huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we started with, uh, we started with like a studio and obviously that was the hardest part because it's like, how do you get started and like showcase, who you are, what you can do and everything. So, you know, there were tough times at the start, but over the last 20 years, we've built um, that company AES to, um, you know, we managed just short of 250 properties now. Some of them properties are like the most thought after properties in the world, you know, valued at 50 plus million. And, you know, and and we also moved into event management um, as well in in that area. So we we run events for companies like Twitter, Google, Mm -hmm. MTV, and we're a corporate brand now. We, we offer a corporate accommodation and services for all of these big companies like Google, Twitter, Spotify, Disney, who come to Cannes. And, you know, and we've just built that trusted and professional yeah. brand that concentrates purely on corporate market. We don't do like summer rentals. We don't do weekends. We don't do that type of thing. So we really started to really home in and niche on the corporate side. And, and that's what I've learned, you know, mm-hmm. and then, in 2016 was more kind of that was what prompted me that was the year that prompted me to found iprac mm-hmm. um, because i just felt that our industry was 
Well, what happened basically, a family was frauded for fifteen thousand pounds, and, and I witnessed it, and I witnessed that firsthand. And when I looked to see what our industry held in terms of how, like, protection-wise for mm. consumers, and, and obviously, you know, where was there some way of showcasing credibility for operators? There was nothing. Yeah. So I looked at it and thought, this is just a bit like the Wild West. You know, it's just yeah, yeah. self please a little bit like self-policing. There's um, there's no standards. It's just kind of individuals who want to do a good job stand out. But there's obviously huge money in this industry, and that's mm. what attracted the fraudsters. So I decided that uh, rather than talk about the problem, I would, you know, build the solution. And that's where IPRAC came in. So I started... IPRAC, it was actually 2014 and we had two years of development in R&D and we launched in April 2016 and, you know, that was, you know, back uh, six years ago. So, and that's kind of where I've been in short uh, yeah. for the last, you know, 30 years and hopefully the next 30 years are going to be uh, just as good. Yeah, that sounds like a, quite quite a roller coaster and a ride uh, through hospitality, You've seen a little bit of everything uh, so you're the right man to talk to about these things. Um, maybe you can tell me, uh, before we move on to the next question, just a little bit of a background of IPRAC and what you guys do with that. Yeah, well, IPRAC, when we looked at IPRAC, like I said previously, we were looking for a platform that could, you know, kill two birds with one stone. So obviously protect consumers from rental fraud in terms of they could book with somebody they knew was trustworthy, credible and professional. Mm -hmm but also give consumers, um, operators, an opportunity to showcase that they've been accredited, approved by a body mm -hmm. that can say we're, you know, we've been approved by uh, IPRAC and we're professional, credible, and it gives them that opportunity to market themselves as a professional. Mm -hmm. So that was what was all, that was what the design of the platform was all about. And for us to be able to do that, we have to go through quite rigorous, sure. um, you know, approval processes. So we approve basically short-term rental operators, whether you're a private owner with one property mm -hmm. or a property manager with multiple properties, we approve you and your business as a short-term rental provider who's professional, trustworthy, credible, exists. Mm -hmm. And then we can give you that stamp of approval so you can go out and market your business as, as professional. Sure. And that's what IPRAC stands for. It's that kind of badge of trust within the STR sector. And that's what it stands for, IPRAC. It stands for International Property Rental approval certification and that's what we do we're international we approve short-term rental operators around the globe uh to just bring more trust and credibility to the sector no that's great and that that, that is a perfect segue into my next question um because we're talking about short-term rentals here and we can see that they're emerging from the pandemic in pretty good shape um but the the real question is, why is it essential that this young accommodation sector continues to professionalize and evolve? Um, well, I think, that, I mean, listen, I mean, any industry, if you look at any hospitality industry, it's it's governed in some kind of way. You know, most industries um, are, are accredited in some kind of way. You're, whether you're a doctor, you can't just start being a doctor. You know, if you want to open a hotel, you gotta, you can't just open a hotel. If you want to open a restaurant, you can't just open a restaurant. Mm but short-term rentals, you can start tomorrow. Right. So what we're trying to achieve, and that's made it really easy for kind of anybody to get into the market. Now, I'm not saying anybody coming into the market has got, you know, um, you know the traits to be unprofessional because we all got to start somewhere. But at the same time, we need to get some guidance in the, into the industry where mm -hmm. it's like, look, if you want to enter this space and come and bring value, 
to the short-term rental sector by running a professional operation, then these are some guidelines and some accreditations that you should be, you know, achieving um, and showcasing because otherwise it's just, you know, the next five years, I would say that governments and health and safety, you're just not going to let the short-term rental industry continue to grow without any kind of control. So right now it's kind of, a bit of a free-for-all and everybody's kind of getting that kind of great, you know, the ride in the wave of like kind of nobody's knocking on my door saying I can't do this, mm-hmm. but that is going to come. And I think now is the time to kind of look at it and think if you want to be building a long-term brand or a long-term company, you know, with a reputation in this industry, mm-hmm. then now is the time to be starting to, to build this infrastructure of credibility, trust, professionalism because if in the next three years if you can't do that um then you know you're not going to be able to get the business and people people who are are going to be the ones who get the market share Mm -hmm. so i think telling people today it's like you might nobody's telling you to do it it's not law to do it but you should be looking at it thinking no i want to stand out from the crowd and and build a professional safety you know, with safety in mind, trust in mind, professional, so that you can build that company that people want to want to rent with. Right. At the minute, a lot of people are relying far too much on the on the high on the high value of like brands like Booking.com, Airbnb, VRBO. Because what what a lot of these operators don't realise is that they're providing their properties, their management of their properties to to these platforms. But the consumer doesn't know who they are. So they, the consumer is actually putting their trust and confidence in the booking platform, not yeah. them as individual operators. Mm-hmm. So if you take away an op- like a platform like Airbnb and booking.com and put the consumer directly into the, t- into the hands of an operator, how many of these operators would actually have businesses because their websites aren't up to scratch? They're not showcasing professionalism. So they might get inquiries but are they going to convert them? And, and I don't think they will because they haven't built that professionalism behind their brand and behind their company for people to trust in it. Mm-hmm. So it's very important today that you start to, to work on building your own company with a reputation and brand behind professionalism because the next five years are definitely going to see changes slowly. You know, it's not going to happen overnight, right. but all of a sudden in five years' time, you'll be looking at it thinking, I'm not getting any bookings. And all of a sudden, everybody else is, and you look at it, and you'll realize that it's because you, five years ago, you didn't start building the right infrastructure. Hundred percent. And uh, you, you had a couple of keywords in there, and trust is one of them. And you can't mm. build trust overnight, you know. And it's been used as a buzzword for a long time in the industry that you can trust us. But you know, do you, you know, you trust these bigger OTAs because they have the credibility behind it? Um, yeah. And, you know, I want to talk a little bit about that. You know, it's it should be a core value for all businesses, um, and it gives benefits to the guests as well. And let's let's talk a little bit how to build that trust and how IPRAC can help positively encourage trust in the sector. Yeah, well, <clears throat> yeah, like you just said, it. You know, you don't build trust overnight, and and you know, and like you said as well, you know, this is like a buzzword that's been, you know, firing around the industry for the last 18 months, yeah. uh, you know, post, you know, post COVID, you know, I've been delving into trust in this sector for like seven, eight years. Um, and I understand what it takes in terms of this, this, the consumer psychology behind 
why are they going to book with you? You know, is your payment safe? And is your, you know, when you arrive, is the property going to exist? And these are all risk. You know, you've got to take away the risk mm. of what a consumer might be feeling. Right. And I think a lot of it, you know, because at the end of the day, it's like a lot of money. This isn't kind of, you know, buying a DVD online and it's like $15 and it doesn't turn up and, you you know, yeah. $15 isn't really going to make that much of a difference. It's an inconvenience, but it's like, oh, you know what? It's, oh, God, you know, just give me back. You know, you go through that kind of yeah. process of trying to, you know, speak to customer service. But two and a half thousand or $5,000 to a, somebody you don't know, yeah. Uh, for a holiday, for an accommodation, so that's your roof over your head when you get there. That's risky, you know. You, that, that, so a lot of people take that subconscious look at like, how risky am I? What what risk is this? And the way that the brain works, we all know it's there to protect us mm-hmm. from making silly decisions. So when we look at a website and think, okay, this guy's asking me for five thousand dollars. Okay, do I know him? No. Uh, does his website look good? No. Does this look? No. 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 Okay, I'm gone. I'm done. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to book with this guy. It's just too risky. So as a, as an operator, you've got to start looking at how do you overcome the risk factors that consumers look at, which is payment guarantees and trust and accreditations. And and is your website on point? Is your payment on point? Is your communications on point? Is it professional? Have you got a, have you got a social, um, you know, online presence? Have Mm -hmm. you, you know, all of these aspects come into play because, People do their due diligence. So where I practice being able to like sort of fast fast track this process for people is that we're a third party um, approval certification. So you don't need to spend like three or four years trying to build a, a trusted brand. You kind of go to IPRAC and say, listen, we want to become approved. Can you can you approve us and we'll and we'll go through the process? And we go through a very in-depth process, but we can then quite quickly in in the space of about 11 days approve that business is credible mm-hmm. you know but you, you can't build a brand in 11 days but what no. we can do is give you that opportunity to say you've been approved and certified by iprac mm-hmm. so if you book with us and pay us directly your payments are controlled and guaranteed by iprac mm-hmm. if you have a problem you've got iprac overseeing it you're still booking direct right. but you're booking through a member of iprac so you've got that control Mm-hmm. And and that kind of gives people so much more confidence in ah well I don't know you but that doesn't mean you're not trustworthy but your IPRAC approved so that means that you've gone through you know some kind of you know some kind of accreditation right. process and that gives us the confidence to book with you mm-hmm. but it's not only IPRAC I mean you can't you know can't just rely on IPRAC you've right, got, right. You've, there's a lot of strategies in place that you've got to be building which is your 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 shop window, your website, you know, mm-hmm. do you have a website? Because a lot of people today who rely on OTAs, they don't really invest in their own website. Yeah. And then they expect a, a, an OTA booking to convert an OTA booking into a direct booking. That mm-hmm. just doesn't happen very easily, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of people talk about that. And I said, no, it, just because you've took a booking through an OTA does not mean that you're going to convert them into a direct booking. It does not mean that. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't think it. You know, because, yeah. um, you know, a lot of people say there's no reason why an OTA booking should not become a direct booking. And I think there's a lot of reasons why, yeah. So, oh, yeah. you know, don't be don't be uh, don't be naive. Yeah, no, um, 100 percent. I agree with you. You know, I'm <laughs> you just, know, 
Yeah, I just wanted to say, yeah. like, uh, right on that point, 100% I agree with you, you know, with the, the pandemic and everything like this, you know, before I would just go to the OTA and book, but now I kind of explore things a lot more, and I go to their social medias, and I look at pictures, and, you know, if it doesn't feel, if it feels a bit weird, I'm not going to book it, and, you know, not, e even if they don't have a website, I'm not even going to direct book it either, so, no, 100% I agree with you, there's so many little things that uh, the new age of travelers looking for, uh, especially mm. post-pandemic, you know, we we uh, expect a hyper personalization type of uh, you know travel and uh, and to be able to see all those things that this property has to offer and uh, this is this is a good lead in to to the next question as well as you know what challenges do you foresee for short term rentals as we look forward to uh, this new year 2022 which happy new year by the way uh, and thank you and what do property managers need to watch out uh, for in order to continue scaling their businesses Mm, that's a very good question. Um, in 2022, I think, um, well, well we, we touched on it a little bit before, that, you know, I mean, accreditation, certification, health and safety, mental health mm. initiatives are all going to come into play. You've got to be sustainability as well. Right. You've got to be looking at what you're introducing into your business for that, because, you know, a lot of the time corporates drive the, uh, the the corporates drive consumer behavior mm -hmm. and then the corporates then kind of take that into their personal behavior when they're booking private accommodation for their family holidays and different things so they're starting to look at things like you know oh no i want a health and safety conscious um uh, apartment is mm -hmm. you know i don't want to be uh just turning up into any old apartment i've got my wife and three children with me so i'm a bit more cautious of the you know the fire regulations the, the evacuation procedures right. Uh, where it is, you know, whether whether the windows have got the right locks and, and all of these things are coming into play. Mm -hmm. And and I think as an operator, you've got to be looking at not scaling quick, but scaling with the right properties in mind and not just taking inventory. I think today a lot of people are just looking at kind of like getting as many properties as possible, right. putting them into a channel manager and then feeding it into their P PMS and then getting as many, many rentals as possible. Mm -hmm. But what I believe that, strategy is is causing a lot of people there's no retention in that strategy you know because there's just too many problems you might get the rentals but you don't get the retention of the consumers because you're just causing too many problems because you're not even visiting the properties you're relying on your cleaning teams to do your health and safety checks mm -hmm. they're not trained for that <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what i mean so you've got to start looking at how you can build your business the right way rather than following everybody who's like, oh, we're getting up to 250 properties, we're scaling quick, we're getting into technology, automation. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that's the way forward. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people believe it, but I think the way forward and what you should be looking out for is making sure that the properties that you're listing and, and under your business are properties that you can work with and they suit your identity and your mm -hmm. brand and your reputation. Um, and also all of the accreditation side and payments. Mm -hmm. I don't, I think if you're not on point with your payment structure on your direct booking website, then you're not going to, you're going to lose bookings definitely over that. Oh, yeah. You know I mean? You, you know, you look at how the OTAs work. I mean, you know, they're, they're very, very good at what they do, mm -hmm. you know, let's face it. And they're fantastic for the industry. I wouldn't have, you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not anti OTA. I yep. just think that most people, should be looking at trying to uh, to get that fair balance of direct bookings and um, you know and bookings via an OTA. Mm -hmm. But we what we know is that an OTA knows that they don't own the property, 
They don't manage the property that the property is on the website. But what the cons what the OTA does know is that they own the consumer. Right. That's what they know. So right. what they do is they home in on the consumer. On, and that, what I was saying before is they look at all of the risks that a consumer would 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 look at in a short term rental, and they overcome it. Mm -hmm. That's what they look for. They look at all of the risks. What are the concerns? What are the you know the, the lack the areas of lack of confidence? And we will fill that gap. Mm -hmm. And that's what con that's why consumers constantly go back to, the OTA. to an OTA, yep. to an OTA, to an OTA. Why wouldn't they? And because, they, you know, they, booking... they built their credibility through it and that they know that they'll get their <laughs> money back if there's an issue with the property. Uh, Absolutely. So it's all and, about and that trust. Not, and maybe that isn't the case, mm -hmm. but they've built the reputation to do that. Right. And that's why people, and that's why people feel confident booking through Airbnb, booking.com, the mm -hmm. RBO. You know, and they've looked at their website, their systems, their communication, you know, how they, you know, how when you pay, you get an instant email back to your, you know, your registered email address that says, okay, you've booked a professional branded um, communication. A lot of operators out there, they take the booking and they don't even give a, a, a receipt. They don't even give a confirmation email and it's not even branded. It's not, you know, so all of a sudden you're lacking confidence there. Yeah, 100%. So unless you, unless you're really investing and really becoming professional, then you're going to lose out. Mm -hmm. So I think me for 2022, you should be looking at what accreditations are available to your business in mm -hmm. the short-term rental sector that cover trust, confidence, safety, mm -hmm. sustainability, mental health, because they're, they're out there. Mm -hmm. And also just looking at sort of how can we become more professional within our own brand? Mm -hmm. and, um, and, that, and, that, and I would say that if you're working on that, then you'll be leading. You'll be in the you'll be in the sector of professional operators, and they're the and that's the group of people who are going to lead the industry. Yep. No, I, I got to agree with you on that quite a bit. You know, after all my discussions with uh, professionals, both in hotels and in short-term rentals, uh, they they are all coming back to that same idea. You know, and the idea of trust. And this this brings me uh, to one of our last questions before we wrap up today uh, is that. You know, since the pandemic, they, you know, it birthed out all these startups with these all these technology companies, you know, keyless entry and, you know, all this mm. smart uh, technology that's in the, the, the apartments. Can you give us a couple of industry trend predictions for 2022? Mm. Trends for 2022. Yeah. Are we going to stick uh, with these keyless entries? Are we going to have the self check-ins or, you know, is there going to be something else that we should be looking forward to? Uh, what kind of trends do you see that are going to be sticking around in 2022? I think, yeah, keyless entry is definitely, you know, that's definitely a trend on the rise. And I still think a lot of operators are, are trying to navigate through that because it's not always as easy as mm -hmm. it sounds, you know, it's, it's you know, you, there's still little things go wrong, but there's some good technology out there now that can that can offer that um but i also think there's a trend of i also think there's a trend coming of like getting back to basics of hospitality mm -hmm. and i think this is something that a lot of people aren't um um ready for because you know i i do a lot of i read a lot of books and, and listen to a lot of podcasts around you know um you know mental health and and um and things like that and how to improve your mental health and one of the biggest things that, you know, one of the biggest aspects that comes out of all of this is that community connection and all of these aspects right. are very, very important to people, you know, mm -hmm. and we're becoming in this kind of industry where it's kind of like lack of, con you know, no contact, no mm -hmm. hospitality, everything streamlined, everything automated, but it's not, I don't, I believe maybe not 22, 
but at the end of 22, 23, I really do believe that that hospitality will, you know, the 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 true hospitality mm. in my eyes of like contact and 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 connection will will come will will, will have a demand mm-hmm. within the travel space and the accommodation space. So I think that's a trend to watch out for. Right. Um, but you know, it's a, it's a difficult one because trends are kind of like you never know what's yeah. going to happen in twenty two <laughs> because of these variants of, of yeah. what's happening and all of these yeah. Oh, yeah. different aspects of all these countries. So I think you've just got to. Um, just you know, short-term rentals are something that you really—it's very unpredictable, sure. you know. So you've you you know you saw that last last year and the year before. So I think we've just got to look at it and concentrate on your own on your own house. Yeah, and I like that's where you know that's where it's going to work. That's where you're going to win having that good business. And I like the point you made uh, about hospitality going back to the true form of hospitality. And I've mm. had this uh, conversation with a, a futurist as well. Uh, and we had this conversation about what does the future of hospitality look like, you know, 50 years from now. And really it is all this technology is automating things, but that gives the capability of the person to actually do what hospitality was meant to be, you know, about the guest experience, about providing that individual experience, you know, from human to human. Uh, and so mm-hmm. it's great to have all this technology. But uh, again, you know, the key aspect is that human hospitality. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm all for cheap. I'm all for like uh, keyless checking. Yeah. But wouldn't it be good to have a choice? Sure, hundred <laughs> percent. Having somebody be, there. Like, would you? Yeah. yeah, like 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 a lot of the operators in this industry are just kind of forcing trends and mm-hmm. changes onto consumers that they're like, okay, we don't really have a choice here. It's keyless checking, yep. you know. So let's just just we'll just follow the, the and we'll, just, well, yeah, we'll just do what we have to do. But if you had a if you had a confirmation email that came in and said, would you like to have a keyless check-in mm-hmm. or a human check-in? Mm-hmm. And then and then I think if you started looking at that data, you'll probably find it would be quite surprising mm-hmm. of how many people would actually like a, a, sure. an actual human, you a, wanna, a human check-in. You want to ask somebody, Hey, where's a good place to get some food or, you know, uh, you know, yeah, we're here absolutely. for a day or a half what museums or where can I go? Or yeah. how do I get to the public transport? I mean, you know, you're not going to get that with uh, a couple keys on your door. So I think uh, there's got to be a balance, and I think that's a really important thing that you you brought up today and a few different things that we were talking about, whether it's OTAs and direct bookings, whether it's technology and humans, there's got to be a balance between the two. Uh, so Absolutely. Really great stuff. Finally, before we wrap up, Chris, I think we can yeah. go on for another 30, 40 minutes, uh, but what we'll do is we'll revisit to see if your predictions uh, next year have come true, uh, and we'll do yeah. another episode with you. So before we wrap up, if our listeners are interested in IPRAC, how to get accredited, where can they go and find out more? The, the, yeah, they can go directly to the platform, which is www.i-prac.com, and all the information's on there. You can book a call if you need some more information. But once you hit the platform, it's really all self-explanatory. So you can you can get all the information you need from there. So it's um, and me personally, I'm on LinkedIn. So if you look to reach out to me for anything, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Brilliant, Chris. Thanks so much uh, for joining today. I hope 2022 is going to be a great year for you. Uh, and again, thank you for joining the show. Thank you. Appreciate that, Christian. Cool. I think we'll wrap it up here for today. So to all our listeners, thank you for joining. We have another great episode planned for you. So watch this space. Remember to stay up to date with all our events by signing up to the I Meet Hotel mailing list. 
and visiting us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Or hey, you can go old school. Email us at info at imeethotel.com. So today we talked, we questioned, we learned, and most importantly, we hope we gave you something to think about. Also, if there's anything you want us to cover in future episodes, we've got a podcast team that's eager to dive into some weird and interesting research topics. So get in touch with us and let us know if there's anything you want to know about hospitality. The I Meet Hotel podcast is a production from I Meet Hotel and Bidroom, the first subscription-based online travel community. Visit bidroom.com to learn more.